I think it was realising that my happiness was important and that nurturing my own happiness and my own ease of soul would give me so much more to give to other people around me. And doing that always makes me feel like so much more of a better person. It's kind of synergistic. If you can give that energy out, then you receive a lot more back. Welcome to the People Around Town Community Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Michael Cropper, and I'm really happy to bring you this podcast. My purpose is to connect with people from all backgrounds and let them share a little of their story. Everyone has a story to tell. Everyone has life worth living, and we can all create more joy in our lives. I want to hear other stories so we can learn from each other. If you are interested in sharing about yourself, please go to peoplearoundtown.com and send me a message. So special. It's nice to have those moments. Yeah. Where someone asks you a real genuine question that you, it makes you really think. Yeah. Yeah. Because it kind of puts things in a frame that you've never thought before, if it's making you think that long. Okay. Okay. I'm here with Catherine. Hi. Catherine, um, tell me a little bit about what you're doing right now. What I'm doing right now? Yeah. Um, so, I had three months available just to travel. Um, I booked a one-way flight to Guatemala, and I'm about two and a half months into it, so I have two weeks left. And I've spent time in Belize, Guatemala, and Mexico, uh, where I met you, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. And right now we are in Puerto Vallarta mm-hmm. for a couple of days. Yep. Um, it's beautiful here. It's very mm-hmm. warm. We just walked up a big hill. Yeah. After having some really good dark chocolate. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. And oh, so tell tell me a little bit about your background. Where were you born? Mm-hmm. Uh, raised. Mm-hmm. I'm quite boring in where I was born and raised. Oh so. no! Nah. <laughs> ah. No, I was um, I was born in the southeast of England. Um, people know Tunbridge Wells. It's kind of a town near there, but not quite so nice. Um, and I've actually I had the same family home all of my life growing up. Uh, my parents are people who quite like stability, so they found a nice place and they kind of settled down and grew their careers there, and have me and my brother. Um, so I grew up quite close to London, which is, is about 40 minutes on the train from me. My parents kind of took us to a lot of cultural things there when we were growing up. Um, but we're also very close to the countryside. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my family's home. Uh, five years ago, I moved to Bristol, which is in the southwest of England, to start studying. Um, and I kind of feel more like that's home for me now than anything else, because that's really the years that have made me, me. Um, And I've met the people, you know, friends of the family you choose. And I've met people I've chosen and have chosen me, luckily, to be around them. And I I really feel strongly about that. Awesome. Mm. What things in these last years have contributed to making you who you are? (laughs) I think, you know, everyone's journey through their 20s is kind of a development of self-awareness. Um, And I really think that kind of happened for me in Bristol when I started kind of challenging concepts that I'd grown up with and never questioned, um, trying new things, figuring out who I was as a person, like the journey we all go on. And I'm really feeling like that 
that was due to the people I met and the opportunities I had where I live. And what concepts did you challenge? Ooh, <laughs> concepts I challenged. I guess just my notion of what it was, the motivation you should have in life. Um, the kind of rhetoric I was raised on was that, you know, the classic society, go get your education, find a good job, find a partner, settle down, marry, have kids, buy a house, or whatever order that comes in. Um, and it was kind of realising that that was never for me. Um, I mentioned to you yesterday that I don't think I would be doing the degree I'm doing if, I, if it was up to me now. The mindset I made that decision in was when I was a bit younger and I still had that career focus and the, the belief that I had to work really hard and almost be strained to be leading a good and righteous adult life. Mm-hmm. And in the last few years, I've realized that that doesn't have to be my goal. I, I don't have to work until I'm so stressed out that I'm not even myself anymore, which is what my dad did, what both my parents have done, mm-hmm. and that I can live a life without a purpose <laughs> or like a, such a solid purpose as a career. Or without stress. Without stress, yeah. And that's what I really love doing when I'm traveling is just taking opportunities as they come and doing what feels good. I feel like when I decided to study my degree, I almost had tunnel vision um, and I, I ignored all other opportunities because I was telling myself that that was the best option. Um, I really don't know what I would have, what, how things would be different if I hadn't done that. I'm really grateful to myself for working hard and getting myself into the career I've got into, but um, it'll be interesting to see, for me to see how that will affect me in the future. Yeah. Yeah, because as I said, I'm now enjoying floating through life a little bit more than I always thought that I would. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And the enjoyment is mm. real and mm. evident in your presence and like in the way that you go about, you know? <laughs> So that's Thank that's you. beautiful to see. Yeah. Yeah, I guess my parents don't really seek that much pleasure in their lives. They have things that they enjoy doing, but they're always secondary. And they have comforts, maybe. Yeah, they have and comforts. And security. And we find mm. a lot of comfort and security, right? Yeah. It's the seeking, like, a job and a career. Mm-hmm. This is all to make us kind of comfortable in yeah. a way. Yeah, a nice little but box may- to put maybe yourself not, in. Maybe not happy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was realizing that my happiness was important and that nurturing my own happiness and my own ease of soul would give me so much more to give to other people around me. And doing that always makes me feel like so much more of a better person. It's kind of synergistic. If you can give that energy out, then you receive a lot more back. Yeah. Yeah. What do you enjoy doing to nurture your <laughs> happiness? Um, That's a beautiful think, phrase. Yeah. And your own ease of soul. Mm. I think yoga was a big step for me. I was practicing since I was a lot younger. Um, I think I started practicing when I was 15. And that was more just kind of learning from my bedroom, like on tutorials online and stuff. Yeah. And when I moved to Bristol, the yoga scene there is incredible. Cool. There's so many different classes. Um, you, can, you can go to like reggae yoga or, well, acro yoga is you know it's where I met you yeah um and the communities that inspires I feel like that really gives me a connection in 
in almost like a way that's close to religion. We were just talking about religion and I was thinking about, you know, what, where is my community, where is my purpose? I think that, can, that, that quite strongly lies in, in yoga and acro yoga for me, at the minute anyway, yeah. Um, other things that give me ease of soul. <laughs> I guess I really am passionate about music and live music and, and seeing the energy that someone can have and, and channel that through sound is such a skill. Um, and luckily my city, again, has an amazing music scene. Um, and my tastes have definitely been influenced by that. Yeah. Cool. One thing that has kind of stuck to me is you seem very non-judgmental, very willing to just see what what something is or observe it without judgment. Mm. Is that true? I That's how I try to be, yeah. I guess also my parents are quite judgmental people. Um, and judgment isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's, it's something we're kind of hardwired to do as humans, is sure. to categorize things to make life easier for ourselves. But I've been proven wrong so many times and I really like letting people show themselves to me. Um, if you judge someone, you take away that step and you're already giving yourself this narrative that, of, of how someone is and it's not accurate, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's nice to let people be people. I feel like I've really changed myself. Um, I have a lot of friends from that I met when I was started school when I was 11, and we're still close now, and we spend a lot of time together. But I've heard from every single one of them over the past few years saying, my God, you're so different to how you used to be. Uh, that's the fact I'm really proud of. I'm, I'm glad that I have let myself change and not be judgmental of my own process in that yeah. way. That's so cool. Mm. In what ways have you changed, would you say? I mean, you've kind of mentioned a lot through this, but mm. any specific ways that you've seen you've changed? Less judgmental? Mm. I used to be so shy really? at school. I was, I didn't know how to like interact with other people. Um, my friends were non-judgmental and like kind of, we were all a group of kind of misfits and we, it really worked we're all very different people now and I sometimes wonder if we'd be friends if we met now but um, like having them there was amazing um, and I think I was a, a bit of a slow bloomer like I it took me a few years to really find myself and figure out what I wanted from life um, it's still a process now obviously yeah but a fun process fun, yeah <laughs> very fun process but like if you if you told my younger self that I would be traveling in Central America by myself, just doing like not not even knowing where I'd be the next day, that's something that I would so not have expected of myself like that that long ago. In these past few months or even years, mm -hmm. as you've grown to nurture your happiness. <laughs> okay. Are there any moments? that stand out to you where you felt a lot of joy? Mm. Good question. I guess the things that stand out to me, you know those moments where you sit back and you just look at things and just feel really, really powerfully grateful. Um, just before Christmas, on, it was on Christmas Eve actually, I went on um, a volcano hike 
um, in Guatemala. And when we got up to the top and we were, we were seeing this view, this absolutely insane view, I just felt this huge wave of gratitude for the fact. I think firstly for the fact that I have a body that, I, that can do this, that I, I can physically manage to climb a really steep volcano for hours and hours. And although it was really taxing to be able to do that, and to have eyes that could see this sight and to be around other people who are feeling the same emotions. And I had the money to be able to do this. I mean, it was pretty cheap. It was like 50 US dollars, but that I have the money to be able to travel and take in these things and go through these changes because a lot of people don't have that. Um, and then just for the beauty of it, for the natural beauty, just to see that all laid out before me um, and just kind of feel at one with it find your tiny niche, find your tiny place in among like the family of things. That's really nice. Yeah. That's mm. really cool. Any other moments? Mm. I think maybe it sounds slightly egotistical, but I really love it when someone comes to me and says like they're really grateful for something I've done or a way that I've been like that. Thank you for being there for me the other day. That really meant a lot because then I know I'm, I'm giving out the energy that I want to give out. And I, I really love to know that I've benefited someone. I think that kind of is the same sort of mindset. Um, I, my degree I'm, te I'm studying is veterinary and I think I'm in the mindset of wanting to care for things. That's, that's where I got into this. I love animals and I want to care for things. And my friends and people around me are really important to me and their happiness is really important. I love it, encouraging other people to see their own worth. Um, because I've, we've all been through stages where that's really, really hard. And sometimes what you need is just someone to say to you, you're doing absolutely amazingly, like just look at everything that you're doing that's good. And I love to remind people of that. Yeah. yeah doing that for other people helps that process to become stronger in myself right. as well right as uh, growing up you said you talked about tunnel vision and kind of mm. having tunnel vision ignoring you know possibilities what do you think could have helped you out of that or mm. do you think you know it was just your path and a beautiful path and like we just kind of accept you know that this is our path in life Mm. But if there was someone to come and mentor you and, and say something to like help you understand that you were in a tunnel, mm. what do you think you would have heard? Mm. What do you think you could have heard? That's really interesting. I think when I was a child, like I said, okay, I want to be a vet. And everyone around you, you know, your parents, your grandparents are going to go, that's, that's the great career path. Definitely pursue that if you've if you can work hard enough um, and achieve that, then you definitely should. It's a bit different if a kid says, I, I want to be a train driver or... Or a dancer. Or a dancer, yeah, or an artist. All beautiful, like, valid career paths, but your parents are going to be like, mm, maybe you should go for something that pays the bills a bit better. And I think I was coached towards that, but I'm not, I'm not saying this is a negative thing. I think that's amazing that I had the support I needed. For sure. And that my parents, you know, they stayed up late with me to study for tests. They helped me through. Um, and they're still supporting me now. Um, it, I don't know how I would have really reacted. 
to people saying like maybe you should consider other things yeah but then if I could have had something mentioned to me maybe it would have just been someone saying have you really thought about this have you thought how your skills could be applied in a different way it's hard because you can't really live by the what ifs you can't (laughs) but sometimes there's things to learn from the past and Mm. you sometimes give people other people maybe something that I needed to hear or mm. would have help, been helpful to me in that time. Yeah. Uh, but even, the, even just that question, have, have you really thought about this? Yeah. That's really a good well, question. I did have a lot of people um, trying to disencourage me when I was first starting out. Um, and that came from qualified vets who were working. Sometimes it was said jokingly, like, oh, just get out while you still can. Okay. And I kind of laughed with them. But they were like, serious about it um, and sometimes it came from people just saying sternly that it's going to be really really hard work and then sometimes it came just from papers or statistics you know um, I, th- I don't know if it's still the case but last I checked veterinary was the career with the highest suicide rates in the UK um, and just knowing wow. things like that is is quite crazy but I kind of laughed it off when I was getting into it because I had a lot of faith in myself um, that I was strong enough and it's been so different to how I expected. I'm glad I've continued pursuing it. And I'm glad that I have the self-knowledge and insight to know when I need to step back, which is quite a lot of the time. <laughs> I can't live it as a pure life. What um, does it mean to step back? For me to have space outside of it. I have friends who, and this is not a bad thing at all, but I have friends who are fully devoted to it. Uh-huh. And they don't have, they don't do much with their free time. They work really hard and they're very invested in their work. I need to have, I'm someone who definitely needs to have a lot more balance. Um, and to feel like I have a life outside of it. Um, it's quite stressful when you feel like you're not yourself because you're stressed out by your work and you have no yeah. time to give to other people yeah. or give back to yourself. Yeah. Um, in your life, have you gone through hard things before? I would love to say no to that question Um, but to be honest I've had a very fortunate life I've grown up in a family that of course all families have their flaws but my family's been very caring and supportive and their motivations have been well intentioned Um, I think the unfortunate thing is probably growing up Uh, as a very different person to my parents or the rest of my family and the kind of misunderstanding that comes with that and like I mentioned the change I feel like I've gone through personally in the last few years has really diverged me from how they are Um, but also just recognising that their love is completely unchanged you know it's just it's it's more difficult for us to understand each other but um, it's still a beautiful family relationship yeah I think it it feels silly to say but my problems are more kind of self-inflicted I've always had issues with anxiety and self-esteem and I feel like the more conscious I become of that the more in tune with it I become and it's it's somehow more difficult Um, but the things that I choose to do in my free time do give me coping strategies Mm. Meditation has been a godsend, like we yeah. were talking about. Yeah. Can you describe your anxiety? 
and self-esteem like Ooh. problems you say it's self-inflicted i don't know <laughs> like these, oh, well, i guess everything low is self-esteem speaking isn't <laughs> maybe, it <laughs> or just oh. you know blaming yourself a little bit <laughs> yeah whether you know these things happen and we don't always have to attach a blame yeah yeah i guess it's probably something that's innate and something that's just come out more in my life um it's quite actually hard to talk about it now because i'm feeling in a really amazing place while traveling i feel so wholly myself Mm -hmm. i think that is what anxiety is for me it's me it's it's stealing me away from myself Mm. um, because it really affects how I'd interact with my friends and how I'd treat them because I'd be so wound up in my own head and like these recurrent thoughts that are just going round and round maybe I wouldn't see that someone's trying to do something really nice for me or that they've been really tolerant of how off I've been and I don't have that gratitude because I'm so caught up in these thoughts um in terms of self-esteem, like when I was younger, I always had issues with how I looked. I was always so self-conscious. I was always trying to be smaller. You know, it's, it's the very common condition of uh is crazy because you're absolutely beautiful. <laughs> oh, Paul. <laughs> you're, you're so nice. Um, but yeah, when I was a teenager, I, all I wanted to do was be smaller. And I, I'd weigh myself every day and agonize over every... 100 grams difference and exercise and weigh lettuce and count the calories in it and it was just like I I wouldn't call it an eating disorder but I would say it was fairly disordered eating um, in in how I was dealing with that and I didn't really have much support Um, it wasn't really a conversation I ever had with my family um, my friends didn't really see it. Um, what conversation would you have had with yourself? I think the conversation that I had with myself, I was... I think the, the moment when it dawned on me was when I was lying in bed one night and I just had my arm kind of resting over my body and I felt my ribs and they were just hard bone, nothing over the top of them. And I thought to myself, I think this is unhealthy. <laughs> Party music to Perfect. go along with this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad I had that realisation. That's why I say it's not an eating disorder because I, I've had friends with that. I've, I've read about that and that's not a conscious process. That is a, a mental illness that's, that's controlling you. And I was able to rationalise with myself and try to, and try to be okay with how it's affecting me and, and try to be in a healthier pattern um, yeah when I now I'm older and now I'm vegetarian I've actually put on weight and every year I seem to put on more uh, lately I think it's been muscle um, and there's still some small parts of me that kind of recoil at that process but there's a lo- much larger part of me now that just is loving the way I feel, loving the way I look, loving the strength that I have. And I think strength is a really big thing for me, physically and mentally. I, I just want to become stronger. Um, I, I'm i glad that I went through that process because I think it taught me a lot. Yeah. And um, it does it does help me when I am... <laughs> 
I, I, I hope it helps me when I'm helping out friends who may be going through the same. Um, but yeah, this, is, this ties back in with what I was saying about encouraging self-love in other people because I've been at those points where I really haven't been loving who I am or loving how I look. Um, and I can, I'm quite tuned into that in other people as well. And I really believe that everyone should have those nurturing thoughts, like that self-care, um, that self-acceptance, because that's become so valuable to me now in yeah. my whole life. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. And you're beautiful. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yeah, thank you for sharing that. I didn't expect to be saying that today, but I, yeah, you're an easy person to open up to. <laughs> thank you. Um, I see that you see the world through kind of some unique lenses. Um, you see people through some unique lenses. Um, so I'm interested in what do you think the world needs mm. as far as as cultivating you know the happiness that you're talking about like what do people in general what do you perceive they need mm. especially since you're so good at taking care of people <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's it's quite nice having traveled to be able to draw comparisons between the western world and life out here, say, in Central America. Um, obviously, things are very different socioeconomically, but at home, I see a lot of grey-faced, stressed people who are chasing this endless goal of so-called career progression or life progression, like I was talking about earlier. Um, and people don't take enough time for themselves. People don't... T uh, Okay, stuttering over my words. People don't take enough time for themselves. And like I was mentioning earlier, the more time and more love you give to yourself, the more you're capable of giving to other people. I think people need a lot of time. <laughs> I think people need a lot of sunshine. Um, and people need connection. I think connection with other humans is so valuable and has got me through so many different things. Like getting caught up in your own thoughts in your own head is just not healthy and if you're around people that can bring out the best sides of you then that just improves things massively yeah yeah like you did i mean last night and you know the last couple of weeks for me but especially last night was like <laughs> so much happiness we just went out and just had a beautiful yeah, time <laughs> exactly i think that's because we're both on the same page as well yeah yeah yeah, things I would give people. I'd love to even out, I'd love to even out like economic imbalance. You know, everyone would, wouldn't we? We'd like to have a more equal world where people weren't suffering in poverty and rich people weren't just getting richer. Um, and I'd like everyone to live in the sunshine, <laughs> <laughs> have access to nutritious food. Yeah. Um, and communities that they can be a part of and contribute to and benefit from. It's all very broad concepts. I'm not sure how I'll enact these policies when I'm president of the world. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you'll do a fine job. <laughs> I really don't want to be president of the world. <laughs> just, just for the record. I think 
I think the people who don't want to be are the people who probably need to be. <laughs> that's kind of the way that goes. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Mm. <laughs> what would you give the world? I'm intrigued to know now. I would give the world one solid week where no one works. Okay. Where everyone is... And you, you get all your food, you get everything you need for a solid week, and everything just goes quiet. Mm-hmm. You spend time at home, or maybe you find a place on, the, on a beach or something, but you gather everything you need for an entire week. Um, we could get to a point where every human being for a solid week wasn't working. Okay. And... I think that I think that would change the world. I think there would be a lot of parties. <laughs> I think that would be fun. Mm, yeah, yeah, and I think there'd be a lot of. Uh, what I would want is, I mean, parties are great, but parties, <laughs> with the result being connection, because mm. I see connection is what heals, and mm-hmm. connection is what, um, in my world and in my spheres, that's what I see helps people the most. That's why I love coming to Mexico. That's why I love um, being taken around by the vigilantes of um, (laughs) San Pancho, um, that community that comes together and helps. Um, That's just, that's what I want Mm. for people to have more of. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, in the United States, I, I want... I want people to be able to have more community, more real, authentic connection, Mm. you know, really get into, like, the soul of who we are and communicate that, let people see that, Mm. allow people to see our our weaknesses and our strengths, Mm -hmm. you know, our our issues, our struggles, as well as our happiness and joy. Mm. Uh, so, So, yeah, a week not working, a week where somehow we just let people connect yeah that's beautiful yeah yeah <laughs> maybe it would be like you do like, you know i would do exchanges like go to iran for a week and bring a bring a family from iran and we can sw- swap places right <laughs> just like <laughs> understand each other's lives yeah. and worlds yeah because that also does so much for mm-hmm. Uh, my my worldview and my mm. perception and my perception my perception of life mm-hmm. and the way to live life and seeing the way other people do it is really really powerful and just even the day to day stuff yeah seeing how other people cook their meals at home yeah that is so insightful yeah and living with families in China in India living with them seeing how they cook even mm-hmm. that's changed my life mm-hmm. in not just subtle ways so those little things are pretty awesome it makes you grateful for what you have and it makes you see what you could do better yeah yeah it does Mm -hmm. and we take for granted those like those tiny things yeah that make all the difference Mm -hmm. you know in china where you have a lot of the uh, older community will go and do tai chi like every Mm -hmm. morning out in the parks and uh let's let's have more of that yeah (laughs) That's amazing for older people as well, who often end up quite isolated mm-hmm. in the UK, I know. I don't know if it's the same in the States. It's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> tai Chi for old people. <laughs> <laughs> tai Chi for everybody. Tai Chi for everybody. Yeah. L- yeah. 
we should do some here. Yeah, we We've can. We've got a good city view. Oh, can, we totally you can. Teach can. A class. Um, but when I was in India, I taught, you know, these little kids. They were really little. I was at this orphanage, and I gave them a little Tai Chi lesson, <laughs> and they loved it so much. You know, yeah. It's, uh, you know, we we need we all need that. So. I like that. So I guess I guess really the core of what I would give is a little bit of inner peace for everybody. Like we all need something to find a little bit of that inner peace, mm. that a little bit of that like, oh, this is who I am. This is mm-hmm. myself, and this is happiness like you know yeah this is self-connection this self-connection this is this is where my happiness resides Mm -hmm. and it's not in trying to be better than you it's not in trying to acquire something else Mm -hmm. or even trying to acquire another skill or trying to look a certain way or eat certain food um i mean Sure, like eating a certain meal may bring some happiness, but it's nothing compared to like this deep self connection. Yeah. So, however, we can help people mm. have that, that's what I want to give the world. Mm. Like we were talking about the other day, um, it's, it's your reaction to the situation rather than the situation itself. And all the things you're talking about are external it's the, you know, the food, the people you're around things you're deriving happiness from but all your emotions are internal this is something I strongly believe in and if you can find a way to foster happiness no matter what the situation or find light in every situation I should say then you can live a much more easeful and grateful life really yeah yeah gratitude is my favorite emotion (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's when I feel like like it's a little sign that I know I'm doing things okay. When yeah. I can just sit and be so grateful. Yeah. Those moments when you just sit and let your soul hum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share? Oh, that's a big question. Yeah. I feel what? like we should tell the story of our yesterday evening. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> okay you tell the story okay um well we it was it was four of us so it was you me and our friends evan and luke um evan who we also met at the yoga retreat and luke who paul met at his hostel um we just been spending a good day together um we're walking by the beach at sunset you know some acro yoga grateful. in the park yeah acro yoga in the park and some... then we were some sopes oh yeah sopes yeah delicious mexican food um and yeah i was feeling really grateful just watching the sunset the sky was beautiful like red tints and it's kind of changing as as the sun went down as sunsets do you know um but we decided we're like okay let's get a drink let's get a drink on the beach and, and enjoy this moment um and we decided to get some margaritas for the grand price of 70 pesos which is what like three dollars something like that something 350 yeah um and they came out in their large like fish bowls of of margarita um and they were absolutely delicious and (laughs) poor and i don't drink margaritas very often (laughs) (laughs) like two sips in it's like oh these are these are actually pretty strong (laughs) they weren't lying when they said the best margaritas in town um 
And to be honest, I think we were all feeling it. I was trying to act like, you know, oh, I'm a British girl. You know, I've been drinking since I was, <laughs> since I was four. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so we all had these margaritas and it kind of escalated <laughs> into us holding feet under the table. Anyone who hasn't tried this should try it. Go and like interlock feet with your best friend and, and just see how it feels. Like, like holding hands, like let your toes interlace. And, um, and add a cup of wine moment. and yeah. a candle next to your yes. foot connection. Yeah, and, and take a nice picture <laughs> for your Instagram. Um, and we were just, just chatting like absolute nonsense and enjoying each other's company. Um, and we end up wandering on the beachfront, obviously in the dark now, um, and finding this crazy little Cuban bar with people of all ages, but quite a lot of old people in it. And as we walked in there, this live band started playing. They're up on a stage. It's quite a classy establishment with like you know a beautifully tiled floor and were there chandeliers i feel like there were chandeliers it, was, it, it felt fancy um and we were just dancing to the music there and i just love those moments where you can look all around you and just see each person's like the way they're channeling their appreciation of the music um, Paul was with his eyes closed, just feeling the music. <laughs> you know, maybe some Tai Chi infused. I think Tai Chi is infused at all my dancing. <laughs> um, and yeah, we, we were dancing together and just, just really like having a good time. I think that was one, probably one of the best nights out I've had on this trip. Maybe the best night out I've had on this trip. Yeah. And we wound up um, probably about 1 a.m eating quesadillas on the roadside as you do from a really good food establishment and just yeah just just feeling grateful for things i love that you call the roadside stand a good food establishment (laughs) what i mean is a small metal cart with lots of unlabeled boxes of meats and sauces and many sources of contamination but best fucking quesadillas you're yeah, gonna have <laughs> the best fucking quesadillas oh i didn't know we could swear on this podcast oh maybe i don't know <laughs> i didn't know either <laughs> leave it in okay <laughs> yeah do you have any details that i didn't add i would just say the cuban place the beautiful lead singer mm. she's what made it yeah. <laughs> you know her presence but i saw her eyeing us and just smiling and happy yeah that we were you know just vibing yeah we didn't have a clue how to really dance, <laughs> you know. They were doing some salsa, some Cuban yeah. style Latin dancing, uh, which I don't. They have names for which I am not familiar with all the names, but um, but it didn't even matter. Mm. It's just all of us were like, yeah, it's about just moving our bodies. Yeah, we don't have any clue what we're doing, but we are moving our bodies <laughs> and we are happy. Yeah, and this is what dance is, and it's it's funny. You can have like same thoughts as other people and not even realize until you talk about afterwards. But me and Evan had the same thoughts. I was like, wait, we kind of put structure to dance when dance didn't start with structure. It just started by moving your bodies. And we both had that same thought sometime that evening. Like, oh, who cares if we don't know the structure? We just move our bodies. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I I love just moving my body. That's why I love acro yoga. Mm. That's why I love mm. dancing. That's why I love even lifting weights at the gym or, yeah. you know. So. And we've been, like me and Evan, we've been playing this fun game lately. You should try it. Where When you're dancing, you just have to keep 
your hand connected at some point. But you can twist around, you can run your hand, you can like roll your shoulder blades together, just keep some point of contact at any point. And that's just really fun to just feel how another person moves yeah. and move them as well. And just, yeah, just no, a, absolutely free form. Yeah, it's just, just a fun yeah. game. Yeah, just... Yeah, stepping into that, that freedom. Uh-huh. Pretty awesome. Kind of same thing, same theory for life, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just follow the movement. Right. Because what's your plan for your travels? I mean, what are you going to do tomorrow? <laughs> actually, we oh, have more set plans now than we've we had actually, like the whole we last actually, two weeks. <laughs> for the past few days, I've just been like, I don't know where I'm going to be tomorrow, which has yeah. been fun. But we're going to go to the Botanic Gardens together, look yeah. at some cool plants, and then probably... Um, get a car share to uh, Guadalajara and then after that I don't really know <laughs> but that's lovely it's kind of nice you can wake up and be like I don't know where I'm gonna sleep tonight yeah. things will work but no like things will work out yeah and I'm gonna find like a beautiful place to be with beautiful people mm. or like the beautiful person is just gonna be myself mm-hmm. like I don't even know <laughs> what it's gonna be like but I'm gonna just mm. enjoy yeah and if I don't enjoy I'm I'm gonna be and eventually I get back to enjoying (laughs) sometimes but yeah yeah the free flow yeah free flow Mm. okay Catherine thank Mm. you so much (laughs) for sharing everything you did Paul thank you for your your questions and your beautiful words and your calm presence (laughs) you're very welcome (laughs) (laughs) that's it for this episode of the People Around Town Community Podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Feel free to subscribe on iTunes, love it, leave a review, or go to peoplearoundtown.com and leave a comment. I would love to hear from you. Have an awesome day.